Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and If this is your first time tuning into this podcast, well, this might be a little bit more of an emotional or an intense episode than many of the others. So this might not be the first episode to tune into. Go back and listen to episode 62. That's the one I'm recommending lately. It's all about calories. That's that's my default recommendation lately. Um, But if this is not your first episode, hi, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. And... We might all need a hug after this one. (laughs) You're probably scared. I'm a little scared. Not really. Kind of. Kind of a little. Anyway, let me give you the backstory. So I have to start by saying I love my clients. I love my job. I think that I have one of the greatest jobs in the world. And I know that my ability to do this job is directly related to my struggles in my past. So it's a lot of the hardest things I've ever been to, been through that allow me to do something now that brings me so much joy and so much fulfillment. And I can hardly even get that out without getting emotional because, you know, my struggle and my story is what allows me to reach so many of you and build relationships with so many of you. And that is so special to me and worth, let me just say, as dark as much of my past has been, it is worth it. Every, every minute of it, every tear, every difficult moment, every fear, every frustration, every doubt to be able to do what I do now. And I've become friends with so many of my clients and built incredible relationships and continue to build incredible relationships as we do life together and we move towards our goals together and we get through hard things together. So uh, one of my clients had been a listener of the podcast for a while and then went went through two of the fat loss fast tracks with me. Um, And now I, I really consider her a friend. And I don't really remember what triggered our our recent interaction, but to the best of my recollection, which is sketchy at best, I think she posted something on Instagram about how life was just a little bit crazy. And I reached out just to say, hey, I'm thinking of you and I'm always here if you need to talk. A day or two later, she sent me an email with a voice note. I do a lot of voice notes for for emails. And she sent me one basically saying that like life was just kind of tough right now. She's been crushing her goals, right? She's down probably over 40 pounds now and a bazillion inches. She looks like a totally different person. I know she feels like a totally different person, but life is currently crazy. 
She doesn't have the same kind of time and flexibility that she had just, you know, a few months ago. She has very little energy and she's just feeling kind of overwhelmed with things. And so in her voice note, it was kind of to the effect of, I'm doing the best I can. This too shall pass. I'm making progress. It's kind of slow. Trying to not be disappointed with myself. It sucks a little bit, but I'm doing what I can. So as usual, I responded back to her with a voice note and I challenged her perspective. That's kind of what I do, right? I do that for people I love, I care about. I do that for my clients. And more or less, I said something along the lines of, you can wish away this phase of life or you can choose to be really grateful for it and in awe of how much better you are navigating through this season than you would have a year ago. At some point in your life, This craziness, this unpredictability, which has probably happened before, would have led to emotional eating, overeating, totally checking out and then waking up six months later and being like, oh hell, what happened? I totally blew it and I hardly recognize myself. So I said to her, when you say that your progress now is slow or even if you are just maintaining, that comment, that sentiment is relative to what you do when life isn't so chaotic. And that's not fair to you. It's not fair for you to compare one season and the progress of one season to the progress of a totally different season. I told her that I thought what she was doing, making the most of it, was actually exceptional and worth getting excited about. And instead of wishing away this period of time, I think I said, Uh, welcome to the human experience, this is what the rest of life will be like. Periods of calm, periods of chaos, probably more chaos than calm. But I said, you're aware and you're doing your best and you're still in check with your goals. You still know what they are. Sure, you might not have the same tenacity, but that's okay. Take a breath realize that you're totally okay, remind yourself that you're totally in control, this is life, and this is good. And she responded back to me pretty quickly with another voice note, and I could hear in her voice that she was more relaxed and more at peace with where she was and and thankful for the perspective shift. And she, what she told me and kind of what prompted this podcast is that my voice note to her reminded her of a famous commencement speech by David Foster Wallace called This is Water. So after I listened to her voice note, I googled uh, the transcript of this commencement speech and decided that I wanted to share parts of it, parts of my own life, my own struggles, with you guys because we all go through, myself included, trust me, these tough times. It's the human experience. Sometimes it's hard. And if we decide to go through life, allowing the hard circumstances to give us a pass, to trash our bodies and surrender our goals and create more stress and more of a burden, if we do that, if we allow that to happen every time we go through periods of chaos, we're in trouble, right? Not only are our goals in trouble, I'm talking far beyond weight loss, fat loss, fitness here. I'm talking about sacrificing so much joy and so much opportunity and really so much of our lives. If we allow stress and crazy schedules or any of the chaos of life to influence the quality of our choices, to make us feel like we don't have control when we do, we're in trouble. 
And I don't want that for any of you. I don't want that for myself. And it's something that I work through every day. There's chaos in every day. Some periods are far more chaotic than others. But guys, this is life. This is life. And it is what you make it. And it's based on your perspective. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a few short parts of this commencement speech. Keep in mind, this was given to uh, graduating college students. So some of it refers to that. But still use your imagination and you'll understand how it applies to your life. I'll also link to the full speech over on the show notes because I'm not going to read the full speech. I'm going to read parts of it, okay? And then I'm going to tell a couple other stories and share some of my own experiences as we go throughout. So it starts like this. There are these two young fish swimming along and they happen to meet an older fish swimming the other way who nods at them and says, morning boys, how's the water? And the two young fish swim on for a little bit, and then eventually, one of them looks over at the other and goes, what the hell is water? So that's how he starts off the story, and then then he goes on with his commencement speech, and he says, everything in my own immediate experience supports my deep belief that I am the absolute center of my universe, the realest, most vivid, and important person in existence. We rarely talk about this sort of natural, basic self-centeredness because it's so socially repulsive, but it's pretty much the same for all of us deep down. It's our default setting, hardwired into our boards at birth. Think about it. There is no experience you've had that you were not at the absolute center of. The world as you experience it is right there in front of you or behind you or to the left or the right of you on your TV or your monitor or whatever. Other people's thoughts and feelings have to be communicated to you somehow, but you, but your own are so immediate. Your own thoughts, your own feelings are so immediate, urgent, and real. He's right. We're pretty selfish, most of the time. The world is about how we experience it. Everybody else is peripheral. Everything happens to us, next to us, and it all centers around how we experience things. All right, now just bear with me because you might be thinking, yeah, and? So when something rough happens to us, We feel like it happened directly to us and we are the victim of whatever happened to us. It's not neutral. It's an offense to us. We are hurt by this thing that happened because we are the center of that experience. And so more often than not, when life gets hard, we get weak. But I would contend, and what I want to really spend the time talking about today, when life gets hard we need to stand strongest. When our perspective gets negative, self-centered, like we are the center of the universe and everything bad that happens happens to us, that's when we need to kind of check ourselves and say, is this perspective helping me or hurting me? Can I grow through this or am I going to sit and complain and be a victim? And I'm going to share more of this commencement speech, but this particular part about what, how we experience the world and everything that happens to us and around us. It reminds me of this cliche story that you've probably heard about 
about the carrot, the egg, and the coffee beans. So I want to tell you that story first, and then I'll go on to some more of this commencement address and tell you where I'm going with this notion that this is life, and we are in control of how we see it, and we can choose to see it as against us, and everything is so hard, and that's why we can't pursue our goals, because life is just so tough. Or we can choose something very different. So this daughter was complaining to her father about her life and how everything is so hard. And she didn't know how she was going to make it. And she just wanted to give up. She was tired of fighting, tired of struggling. And it just seemed like when she cleared one hurdle, there was another one. When she solved one problem, there was another one. Well, her father was a chef and took her into the kitchen. And he took out three pots, filled them all with water and placed each one on a burner on high. So all three of the pots come to a boil. And in one, he put some carrots, raw carrots. In the other, he placed eggs. And in the third pot, boiling water, he placed coffee beans, ground coffee beans. And he let them sit there and boil, and he didn't say anything. The daughter's wondering, like, I'm complaining to my dad. Life is really hard. What is going on? Well, a half an hour later... He walks over to the stove and he turns down the burners and he takes the carrots out of the water and he puts them in a bowl. And then he takes the eggs out of the water and puts them in a second bowl. And then he takes the coffee and places that liquid in a bowl. And he says to his daughter, what do you see? And she says, carrots, eggs, coffee. And they walk a little bit closer and, you know, he asks her to feel the carrots and she does and they're soft, they're mushy. And then he says, take one of the eggs and break it. So, you know, she pulls off the shell and it's, it's a hard-boiled egg. It's been in boiling water, right? And then he says, take a sip of the coffee, right? And she's like, I don't understand. What are we doing? And so the father says to his daughter, he says, they all went through the same thing. They all went through the same adversity, 212 degrees of hot water. Each responded differently. The carrot, which was initially very strong and very hard, almost unbreakable, right? After going through the hot water, it's, it's soft. It's mush. The egg, on the other hand, was really fragile before it went in the water. But put it in the hot water, and it becomes hard. It hardens. The coffee beans, though, when they went in the hot water, they got stronger. They got richer. They became their full potential. They didn't have a whole lot of potential as as just ground beans, but in hot water, they did. They really reached their maturity and their full potential. And so, of course, in the cliche way, he says to his daughter, as I guess total appropriate response from a father, when adversity knocks on your door, how do you respond? Are you the carrot? the egg or the coffee beans? Are you the carrot that seems really hard and tough, but with the smallest amount of toughness, of pain, of heat, of hard things, do you become soft, totally lose your strength? Or are you the egg that starts off really soft, really fragile, but when life gets hard, you become tough? Or are you the coffee bean, which doesn't peak, which doesn't reach its full potential, its full robustness, until it's tested, until it endures hard things. And I I mean, I think about this often because all of us, myself included, not just in the past, but often in the present, we are tested. 
We endure hard things. And what happens? What do we do? Do we become soft? Do we become really tough and, and um, just become something so distant from what we were, like the egg? We totally change and we become just hard, closed off. Or is that what really allows us to fully develop I want to know, and this is part of like my stoic nature, I've talked a lot about stoic philosophy, I want to believe for myself and for everybody in my life who maybe looks up to me, I want to know that, yeah, tough times will come, tough times have come, tough times are here now, but I will allow them to bring out my full potential my tenacity, my dedication, my perseverance. I won't wilt. I won't soften, but I also won't harden. I won't close myself off. Instead, I will develop. I will mature. I will become the best of me that there possibly is. Because why would I want anything else for my life? So many of us, and I used to do this too. Good gosh, did I do this. When life was hard, I'd whine and I'd cry and I'd complain and it's not fair and I'd tap out and I would let my circumstances become more important than my choices. We let sort of the mundaneness of life, the everyday things around us become these big burdens. Oh, whether it's traffic or your stressful job or your kids' crazy schedules, that perspective is a choice and it's not the only choice. So this commencement speech goes on, and, and again, he's talking to, to college graduates here, so, so some of this doesn't necessarily apply in the same way, but obviously you can extrapolate. So he says, given the triumphal academic setting here, an obvious question is how much of this work of adjusting our default setting involves actual knowledge or intellect? This question gets tricky. Probably the most dangerous thing about college education, at least in my own case, is that it enables my tendency to over-intellectualize stuff, to get lost in abstract arguments inside of my head instead of simply paying attention to what's going on right in front of me, paying attention to what's going on inside me. As I'm sure you guys know by now, it is extremely difficult to stay alert and attentive instead of getting hypnotized by the constant monologue inside your own head. Be conscious and aware enough to choose what you pay attention to and choose how you construct meaning from experience. Because if you cannot exercise this kind of choice in adult life, you will be totally hosed. Think about that. Think about that. How often do we get lost inside the thoughts of our own head? I will tell you, as this relates to health and improving our health and moving towards our goals so that we have more energy, so that we have more confidence, so that we feel happier and more joyful and more capable of experiencing all the wonderful things in life, one of the things that keeps us from that is this constant monologue inside my own head, which is... I'll start tomorrow. Oh, this one thing doesn't hurt. I can't do it anyway. What does it matter? I always put the weight back on. It's impossible because I'm getting older and my metabolism is just totally jacked, so I'm screwed. I've always been fat. I always carry weight in my lower body. 
That's not helping you. Instead, pay attention to what is going on right in front of you. Do not get hypnotized by the constant monologue inside your own head, which distracts you from your potential to make a good choice right now. So many people will say, I don't know what to do. I'm so lost. I'm so stuck. I'm in such a bad place. I can't get out of it. I lost my motivation. I was doing so great. Listen, get out of your head. That is the constant monologue hypnotizing you. Instead, what is going on right in front of you? What is one good choice you can make now? He goes on and he says that basically the uh, real value of a liberal arts education, which we could just say the real goal in life, he says, how to keep from going through your comfortable, prosperous, respectable adult life, dead, unconscious, a slave to your head, and to your natural default setting of being uniquely, completely, imperial, imperially alone, day in and day out. So what he's saying is, this is the challenge. How do you keep from going through your whole life unconscious, just a slave to your own thoughts and your own impulses, instead of embracing your life and pushing beyond? And I will tell you right now that if you allow the tough times, the hardships, the trials to lure you into your head with regret, with frustration, with complaining, with excuses, you're trapped. You are a prisoner of your own mind. And the way to break free from that is to say, what is in front of me right now? What is the next best choice I can make? What is the next most valuable decision I can make to move towards my goals. Hey, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. I don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. Tomorrow might suck, but what can I do right now to move towards my goals? What can I do right now to practice gratitude for something right in front of me? Heck, what can I do right now to be aware of what is right in front of me? And he goes through this whole story about the average day as an adult. And again, he's talking to college graduates and he's saying, you go to your job and it's stressful and you're there for nine or 10 hours. And at the end of the day, you're tired, you're stressful. You just want to go home and have a good meal. But then you realize there's no groceries at home. So you got to go to the supermarket. And and because everybody's thinking the same thing, there's traffic and you get there and it's crowded and they can't scan your item and they have to call for a manager and you're irritated and you're frustrated. But guys, that's life. And there's a total different perspective there. How grateful you are to have a job, to have a place to go home to. Why do you have to convince yourself that it's so bad? Why does every day have to be filled with so much drama of your own choosing? Because you can be grateful for the ability to go buy groceries to cook in the roof that you have over your head, right? It is a choice. It is an attitude. And it's no different from anything else, trial, big or small. You can allow it to create frustration, to create excuses, to create complaints, or you can stay grateful. You can stay grateful. And he says at the end, he says, it is hard to do this, to stay conscious and alive day in and day out. Because many of us are unconscious throughout the day. We wake up, we go through the same thing. We're complaining that we're tired, that we didn't get enough sleep, that we're rushed, that there's nothing to eat, that we hate our jobs, that our boss is a jerk, that there's never enough time in the day 
What an unconscious existence, by your own choice, choose to wake yourself up and be grateful for all that is around you, even the hard things, because guys, that is the human experience. And if you allow it to create excuses, if you decide to respond to every hardship with, I just can't pursue my goals right now because life is just really, really hard. There is no time when it matters more to take impeccable care of yourself than when you don't want to. You can choose to be grateful or you can choose to be a victim. You can choose to be a conqueror. You can choose to be a warrior or you can choose to be a complainer. I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but it's worth bringing up here When my marriage ended, I was scared, and I was stressed, and I was sad, and I was hurt, and I was lonely. Enter every uncertain and unpleasant emotion imaginable as a human, as a business owner, as a woman, as anything. It was awful, and it would have been so easy to use food as an escape, and everybody would have understood. They would have hugged me and rubbed my back and said, Hey, you just got to get through this. I understand it's really hard. Coping, right? That's how people cope. It's okay. Hey, you can't do everything. Cut yourself some slack. It's not coping to do that. It's cowering. And I don't cower. I won't cower. It doesn't mean that that doesn't enter my, my thought process. It doesn't mean that I'm not tempted to be a victim, to complain. I understand fear and emotion and the desire to escape and the desire to quote unquote give something to yourself indulge but the best thing i can give myself is care not destruction the best thing you can give yourself is an investment in you an investment in your health an investment in your happiness the best thing i can do is not to create more problems for myself not to create more stress more of a burden more sadness more isolation i tell the folks in my fat loss fast track groups because we talk about life and the real stuff and the real struggles all the time choose to create and to pursue a sense of calm, a sense of control, and a sense of confidence no matter what is happening around you. Because you can be the carrot and turn to mush, right? You can be the egg and turn away from the world and harden yourself and just go inside your shell where no one can reach you. Or you can say, this will make me who I am meant to be. This will teach me. I will grow. I will thrive. I will improve because of this. I will be stronger because of this. I will serve more. I will love more. I will find more joy because of this. And I can't tell you how many times I said to myself to redirect from the fear, to redirect from the emotion, from the excuses, from the talking myself into being a victim, I would say, right now, I am okay. And it's always true. Right now, in this moment, I'm fine. What is one thing I can do right now to take care of myself? You know what it's not? You know what the answer is not? Making an excuse, creating more problems, running from my problems, creating regret, remorse, resentment, isolation. That's what food would do. If I turn to food to escape, that's not to cope, that's to cower. If I turned to food to escape, to cower, to run, that would create more stress. That's not, 
That's not giving myself something. That's not indulging. That's creating more problems by choice. No thanks. I've got enough on my own, and so do you. And if you don't right now, life will serve them up. Welcome to the human experience. The best thing I can do for myself, the best thing you can do for yourself is not to create more stress, more sadness, more isolation, more of a burden, but instead to say, what is one thing I can do right now to take care of myself? Am I okay right now in this moment? Sometimes that is just, how about you go to bed? How about you just have a glass of water? How about you do nothing and you just sit with this? Sit with it instead of running from it because it is part of the human experience and you control your response to it. There is no time when it's more important to take impeccable care of yourself than when you don't want to, than when it's hard, than when you want to throw in the towel. You can do it for five minutes. You can do it just in this moment. You can do it just for today. This is when it counts. This is when your perspective matters. This is when your choices make a difference. Guys, this is life. It's not always going to be easy. And what happens when it's not? Will you run? Will you get soft? Will you get bitter? Or will you allow it to enrich your life and enrich your character? I want us all to stand up when things get hard and instead of becoming victims and making excuses and telling stories and woe is me, welcome to the human experience. Decide to allow it to enrich your life and enrich your character for your own benefit, but also because the world needs more of that. I want to be part of the cohort of people that says, huh, Hard things happen, and I will allow it to enrich my life and enrich my character and help me grow and help me thrive and set an example. I don't want to be the cohort. I don't want to be associated with the people who are victims, who are complaining, who say, oh, well, this now takes away all my power, so I can't do anything with my day. I can't do anything with my life. Yes, you can. No matter what life throws at you, you still have your choices, you still have your perspective, and you can still practice gratitude, and you can allow these hard things, no matter what they are, to enrich your life and enrich your character, and I hope you'll make that choice. Random segue, most awkward segue of the week to (laughs) what I ate yesterday, but I love awkward moments. Bring them on. The more the better. Yesterday morning, I had fat fudge again, which I talked about uh, the other day. Love it. I, I, When I have it, I love it in the morning before my workout. It, it's delicious, and it really increases my energy, and it's just a good, healthy dose of, of good fats, whole food fats. Um, after my workout, I had a raw cucumber and a raw tomato with, I guess who would ever have a cooked cucumber, but anyway, raw (laughs) cucumber and raw tomato. And then I took a can of salmon and I mashed it with a half an avocado and some salt because I just wanted something cool because it was really hot and I wanted it to be easy, which doesn't get any easier than that. And then uh, dinner was a fairly traditional American dinner. It was a steak and a half of a sweet potato and a really, really, really big salad because if I'm going to do a salad, it ain't going to be small. So anyway, I, 
I appreciate every single one of you. I have respect for all of the struggles that you go through. I really do. I understand that life can be challenging, but I also know that we choose how we respond to it, and our response will either make it easier or make it exponentially harder. And I don't want any of you by choice to make life harder than the hard things that will naturally come to us. So I mean it when I say that I love and adore every single one of you. I am grateful for every single one of you, and I'm thrilled to be going through life and achieving our goals together. Hope hope you guys uh, stay in touch. Email me if you have any questions at all, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.